Revival Exposure Ministries presents Faith Connection Church's podcast with Hermes Falco Jr. We always bring a message of faith and hope that will encourage your walk with God. Enjoy it. I want you to open your Bibles in Proverbs 28, 29, 18. 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So vision is, gives us direction in life. Now let me tell you something. Let's suppose I want to go to Florida. And I want to take 64 East. Where am I going? Huh? Yeah. And what, what, what if you tell me, where are you going? Oh, I don't know. I want to go to Florida. But I'm like, I'm not taking the way there. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Nothing. I'm not going to get where I'm supposed to go because I did not take direction where I'm supposed to be. If you want to be a doctor, what do you have to do? What if you go to, uh, want to be a doctor and you want to take classes how to be an actor? It doesn't match. So vision, when I have a vision from God, I receive direction of what, where to go, what to do. And what many people are missing is direction in life. They got no sense of purpose. They got no sense of uh, existence, of, of meaning in life. And many people don't even know why they are alive. Amen. Vision makes us to prioritize what truly is important. A clear vision will help you to move with purpose and direction. Amen? Vision has to do with purpose. Our lives become more meaningful when we walk with the purpose of God. Go to Ecclesiastes 3 verses 1 through 8. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. Now look at this. A time to keep silence. How many, how, how many have had trouble with that? <laughs> oh, man, I need to talk. No, you need to be quiet. <laughs> I need to be quiet. No, you need to talk. There's a time to talk and a time to be quiet. Keep going. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. 
So for every purpose under heaven, there is a time and a season. And you can only find out what your season is if you know your vision. How many, how many have a vision from the Lord for your life? If you don't have yet, you will have. Because you're in a house that believes in that, in Jesus' name. God shaped every person so uniquely. Do you know that out of 7 billion people, no one has your fingerprints? That tells me something. What God has for me is unique, special. That's why there's no place for jealousy in the body of Christ. What God has for me, no one can get. What God has for you, no one can accomplish. What God has designed for your life, no one can take. No devil can stop the purpose of God in your life if you obey the Holy Spirit. That's why comparison is a killer. When you begin to compare your life, oh, you know what? I'm 30-something, he's 30-something, and he did more than I did. doesn't matter. What you're called to do, nobody else is called to do. What you're called to accomplish, nobody else is called to accomplish. Look at the life of Jonah. Jonah's like, I'm not going to Nineveh. The Lord made him to be swallowed by a big fish. But he, he went to accomplish the purpose, and the Lord did not call somebody else to do it. Jonah had to do it. Amen? So tell your neighbor what the Lord has for you. It's for you only. No one will take it from you. If you did not believe that, tell the other neighbor. <laughs> what God has for you is for you only. God designed you. He formed you. He's, he, you are fearfully, wonderfully made by God. Handcraft, designed. Now, how many know if you're going to buy some shirt that is mass-produced, you're going to find cheap price? It's $5 shirt. How many, how many have been to these places? $5. $1. three. You buy your shirt at, at five below. It's gonna be, it's, 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 I mean, everybody has it. Amen? Not everybody, but, you know, people don't know you can find good shirts at these places. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> five below Dollar Tree is mass produced. But what if you say, you, you lady, you, you, you go to a wedding. And you say, you know, I want a, a, a handmade, tailored dress that's unique. How many of those are going to be expensive? Why? Because whatever is unique is expensive. Why are some jewelry very expensive? Because they are very unique and, 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 and they are rarely found. Guess what? You're not mass produced. You're uniquely designed by God. And you're so expensive that Jesus paid the price for you. Hallelujah. Your value was so great that the Son of God had to come and die for you. That's how much, you, how much value you have before the Lord. So whatever is mass-produced is cheap. Whatever is uniquely designed is expensive. Let me tell you something. There's value inside of you. There's purpose inside of you. There's vision inside of you. There's potential inside of you. Amen. Uh, go to, uh, I'm going to prove that in the scriptures. Go to Psalms 139, verse 13 through 15. You are designed by the Lord. 
For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Wow. David knew that. I'm fearfully and wonderfully. Not just, you know, I, you know what? Uh, let's see who can come to the world today. Okay, it's Miko. Let's send her. You know, it's not like that. You were carefully designed by the Lord before you're even born. Our mind cannot comprehend that. But what, what did uh, God tell Jeremiah? Before you were born, I knew you. And I set you apart to be a prophet to the nations. That means the purpose for Jeremiah was set not when Jeremiah came to the world, but before he came to the world. You know what I mean? Some people think God works like that. Oh, this baby's coming. What am I going to do with him? I don't know. Let's think about it. No! God works in advance. He, he works before you even are born to this earth. God had a plan for you before you came to the earth. That gives me relief because what I'm to accomplish is not a product of my imagination, but a product of what God thought in eternity. Wow. Remember this. Everything that is mass-produced is cheap. Everything that is designed and unique is expensive and of value. You got value on the inside of you. Tell your neighbor that you got value. You're valuable. <laughs> the, you, you are a precious jewel. You are a precious. I mean, God looked at you and he saw value. If God did not see value in you, he would not send his son to die for you. God, the father, sent his most precious gift for us. If you ask the father, what is the most precious you have in heaven? What he would say, Jesus, my son. And it was exactly him that he sent for us. That's how much value he placed in us. He placed value in you so much so that Jesus came to die for you. Isn't that awesome when I know I have value? I'm the only one who thinks that, amen? I am valuable. Say, I am valuable. Before God. Say that again, like you mean it. I am valuable before God. Say, I am precious to the Father. He cares about me. He loves me. Wow. When you wake up thinking like that, man, I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's a big relief and a blessing. Because you know you're not alone in this world. You have troubles, you have trials, but you're not alone. The Father is with you all the days of your life. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. Amen? So that is part of vision. When you know that you are valuable and carefully designed, then you know you have a purpose. You serve a purpose. And I want every person to know today that not only you're valuable, you have a purpose in life. Some of you are still finding out what the purpose is, and that's all right. That's all right. But just know that you have a purpose in life. You have a, you have a place 
um, in the body. A simple but big question to ask ourselves about our lives is why? Have you ever, have you ever asked yourself why? Why am I alive? I hear my echo. <laughs> amen, preacher, amen. You have a purpose in life. Hallelujah. Have you ever asked yourself, why did I come to this earth? How many have asked this question? Why is my heart beating? Why so many people are dying today, but I'm, God's keeping me alive? Why, uh, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I in my job? Why am I, uh, why am I married? Why do, do I have kids? Why do, have you ever asked yourself this? That question, why, explains purpose. If you can know why, then you find out your purpose. Amen? Why have church? Why have a place? Why gather as a church? Why come to church? Have you ever asked yourself this? If you find out the why, then you're going to understand and you're going to be able to do it. Like, I'll give an example. The Olympics is approaching, right? How many know the Summer Olympics is approaching in Tokyo? For every athlete that is working hard, they know the why they wake up so early in the morning, they train like crazy for eight hours a day or even more. They know why. They want that gold medal. They know why they sacrifice. They know why they, if you know the why, your life will be much better because you are going to wake up with purpose. For those who, who have a job, sometimes you don't like what you're doing at your job, but you know the why that you're there. For some people, maybe just the paycheck, but you know the why. It gives you strength for you to do it. You got to feed your children. You got to feed your family. You got to provide. So the why will help you to do what you need to do. Why do I come to church? Because church is a place where I can receive the word of God and fellowship with people that think and believe in Jesus just like I do. When people have love motorcycles, where do they go? The, the motorcycle rallies, the motorcycle clubs. When people love soccer, where do they go? Yeah, they love golf. Where the golf club. They go to the golf club. When they, when they love, uh, let me see, what else? What else? Guns. I mean... I'm not getting political here, but, you know, if they love guns, they go to a guns club. Cars, if they love cars. Hmm? A car show, a car club, or whatever. If people love Jesus, where do they go? Because that's where we connect. That's where we worship. That's where we should gather. That's why church is so important. And the gathering of the saints is so important. If you know the why, then you do it. Now, when you don't know why it's important, you don't really care. You know, who cares? Church, who cares? But if you know why it's important, then you do it. Amen. Same thing with tithing and offerings. If I know the why I do it to worship God with my giving, then I do it. If I don't know why, I don't do it. So why is a simple question, but it's a big question at the same time. Because it explains the purpose. And vision is connected with purpose. Purpose is what we do to accomplish what God had intended. 
Vision is what we see in our hearts. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what, what will happen when you have a clear vision? It will give you direction in life. When God told me, I did not call myself to be a preacher. Let me tell you this. I did not plan this. If it were my choice in the beginning, I would not choose this because I was very shy. I even thought some people prayed and said, the Lord says you're going to be preaching in different countries. I, said, you, I mean, inside of me, I said, you're crazy. Doesn't the Lord know that I'm shy? I mean, who cares? The Lord had called me. Isn't he powerful to take my shyness away? The Lord who called you is the Lord who equips you. Amen? So, purpose, purpose is what we do to accomplish God's plan, okay? God had a purpose for your life. But vision is when you begin to see that inside your heart. You got to see stuff before it manifests. You, the Bible says that he's the Lord who calls things that are not as though they, come on, the, things that are not as though they were. I was sharing yeah, um, last Sunday about a young man that the Lord called to preach. And then he, 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 he went away from the Lord. He got backslidden. He became a, a, a trans, transsexual and he became a prostitute. And he was in the streets. And his dad had a vision for him from the Lord that he was going to be a preacher. I imagine that father. Man. So he saw that young man. You know, dressed like a lady, going to the corners to, 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 to get people pay for, for um, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> the father said, you're going to be a preacher. God has called you. God's going to use you. I love you, son. God's going to use you. I love you. I love you. God's going to use you. That's what his father always spoke. You know why? Because his father was not limited to sight. He had vision. When you have vision, you're not limited to sight. You know what sight is? Our physical ability to see with our natural eyes. You know what vision is? Our ability to see with our hearts. So many of us are limited to our physical sight. We see the problem, we see the bank account, we see the, the sickness, we see the sin and the disease and the, and, and the problem. And we see the, that person that never changes. And, and then we see the, that situation that seems to never move and never change. And, and, and the enemy says, that's it. And you're limited to sight. But when you have vision, you see with your heart. That which is not clear as physical sight, but within your heart, you see victory. You see provision. You see salvation. You see deliverance. You see glory. You see uh, uh, mountains moving. You see people being saved. You see uh, a change. You see transformation. You see people being born again. That's what vision is when you're able to see with your heart that which your sight cannot behold. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. <laughs> Sight is your physical ability to see. I'm seeing it right now. But vision is what God has shown you. Let, let me tell you something. Moses had a vision to deliver the people from Israel. 
Joshua had a vision to possess the land that was promised. Amen. Nehemiah had a vision to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. But let me tell you something. Moses had to endure going to Pharaoh time after time without yet seeing it come to pass. How many know, was it the first time that Moses went to speak to Pharaoh that, that, that he released them? So why do you give up in the first try? If Moses w w were some Christians today, he would go, you know, Pharaoh, you know, we need to worship our God. You know, will you just release us and let, it, let, let, let my people go, says the Lord. No, you're not going. Not. Oh, uh, no, it was not God's will. Let's just give up and let's keep being slaves here. So many of us give up quickly. You know why? We don't have a vision. We give up quickly. Oh, I know I prayed that and it didn't work. Really? That, that's how you believe things are? We live in a microwave generation, a, a, a fast food generation that wants everything so we meet it. And when it does not happen immediately, we, we give up? Is that how we are? No. We have endurance. We have perseverance. We, we, we have a vision. When you have a vision, you pursue that direction. There are obstacles, yes. There are trials, yes. But you don't give up. You don't stop. You keep moving. You keep going. And that's where the devil is very afraid of people like that. Because he wants people that give up. But we are not of those who shrink back. We're those who are moving forward. Moving forward. Hallelujah. Some people may leave you in their way, but you keep going. Some people may betray you in their way, but you keep going. Some people may talk bad about you, but you keep going. Hallelujah. You don't stop. You may have trials, but you keep going. People may throw stones at you, but you keep going. You never move by what people say or what people believe you are moved by the vision you carry in your heart come on hallelujah vision will keep you going vision will give you direction vision will keep you moving forward but if you don't have a vision in your heart you'll be limited by physical sight and God has not called you and I to be limited by what we see because we don't live by what we see but we live by Hallelujah. Woo. Vision can only be found with the one who has proper knowledge of everything. Now, let me tell you, people can ask, how can I get a vision? You know how you can get a vision? For your personal life? Because next Sunday I'm going to be talking about corporate vision, okay? There's a difference between personal and corporate vision. I'll, I'll leave that for next Sunday. But for your personal life, for your personal life, you know how you can get a vision? In the presence of God. There's no better way to get a vision than in the presence of God. Don't make moves based on your head knowledge because it's very limited. You can calculate. You can, you know, have the GPS. You can do everything. But our mind can go only to a certain limit. God knows the future. He knows the end from the beginning. So... What better person to tell us what we need to know but God? Amen? God can give, give you the perfect direction you need in life better than your friends can. So many of us, you know, 
we have a problem. You know what the problem is? Anytime we face a problem, we go to the phone first rather than on our knees. How many know what I'm talking about? Oh, you know, let me call my friend, you know, like, oh, oh, I'm going through this. I mean, have you told God first? Have you spent time with God first and, and, and telling him everything that is going on? Or you get the phone first? Amen? God wants to give you vision for your personal life. He knows exactly what you need better than you do. Sometimes you think you know better, but you don't. He knows better. Sometimes you only find out why certain things happen years later. You know, oh, now I understand why. How many have been through this experience? You were supposed to get a job at a certain place. It didn't work or something happened. And years down the road, now I understand why that didn't happen. But God knew it all along. That's why we got to trust his leading. The Bible says that those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. That's Romans 8, 14. Let's, let's read that scripture. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. As many as, as are what? Led by the Spirit. Led. That means something. If I'm a child of God, I have to trust that he's going to lead me. I have to, 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 um, to wait and hear what he wants to do. Because he says, as many as are led by the Spirit, these are the children of God. God will not leave his children without direction. Amen. How many need some direction in your life? Just raise your hand. Amen. Raise your hand. Direction in life. Everybody needs. And even when you have, you need adjustments. Always. 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 Um, have you ever seen ships, the big ships? They always have to follow what's going on so they can follow the same direction but make adjustments. That's how our life is. We, even if we have a vision, there are always adjustments to be made. Okay, I need to move a little bit to the left. Move a little bit to the right. I need to, you know, I need to move forward. I need to uh, step back. I need to be silent for a season. I need, I need to learn how to listen. I need to learn how to speak, when to speak, when to move. There are certain adjustments. To I need to pray more in this season. I need to fast. I need to war in the spirit. There are adjustments you need to make throughout your time on earth. But you got to pursue the vision while making the adjustments. Does that make sense? But vision will give you direction. It's like I said in the beginning. If you go to, want to go to Florida, you don't take 64 East expecting to get to Florida. That's not going to happen. So many believers are saying, I want my life changed. Oh, really? And then you're doing the same old habits. How is that going to happen? You don't pray. You don't fast. You don't come to church. You, I mean, you, you live like God does not even exist and you expect your life to be transformed. That, that's not going to happen. Amen. It's not going to happen. If you want something from the Lord, you need to know how to position yourself before him to receive his direction. Uh, like I said, Moses had a vision. Nehemiah had a vision. Um, Jesus had a vision. Amen. Paul had a vision. What did Paul tell? What did Paul tell King Agrippa? 
Yeah. Yes, King Agrippa, he said, oh, sorry, I was not disobedient to the heavenly calling or the heavenly vision. You know what Paul was saying? I got something from God, and I did everything in my power and with his strength to accomplish that which he spoke to me. Amen? He had a vision. Now, um, tell you something. Vision can be both personal and corporate. If you got a, everybody here should have a vision for your personal life. Everyone. Everyone. Now, let me tell you something. Vision is progressive as well. Right? You got the big picture. But then there are layers of the vision that are added later on in life. You cannot expect, you know, um, a five-year-old to have a, a wonderful vision for the entire life and know all the details. That's not going to happen. I mean... There may even be prophetic words and, and a big picture given, but layers of the vision are given bit by bit, step by step. Can you imagine if God told you everything about your life from the beginning to the end? It would blow your mind away. It would be like, <laughs> can you imagine if, if, if he said everything you're, everything you're going to go through, everything, everything like right now? I mean, that would be like blow your mind and it would be not possible. Be, it'll, be, it'll be like, he doesn't work that way. He gives the big picture, then he begins to add layers and direction, and he begins to add things to it and show you bit by bit. Then you have understanding, and then you keep pursuing the spirit. Living in the spirit is something we need to learn. It is something we do every day. Every day you wake, you wake up, you have a choice. You're either going to live in the flesh and do what you want to do, or you're going to live in the Spirit and do what God wants you to do. Amen? You have a choice. Now, you can say, oh, yeah, Pastor Hermes, you know, I just do whatever I want. And really, okay? When you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, what did you call him? He called you, you called him Savior and what? What is Lord? Come on. What is Lord? What do you understand by Lord? Master. What else? Hmm? Ruler. What else? Give me one more. Master, ruler, teacher. But let me tell you something else about, about Lord. He's got ownership over you. You gave yourself to him. That means that my life is not my own anymore. That's why Paul said, I don't live, but I, I, now the life that I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. But Christ lives in me. That means that when you said yes to Jesus at the altar call, or you said yes to Jesus at home, you got baptized, you know what you're doing? Lord, my life is not my own anymore. I'll give you rulership and ownership of my life. Therefore, I'm submitting to your will. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said, if you don't deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me, you're not worthy of me. Amen. Now, it's, it's a message that is, is very contrary to what, what this generation is hearing. It, it, this generation hears about, about your dream. And yeah, your dream is important. But as long as it is the dream that God has for you. Because if you gave your life to him, it is not your life anymore. It's his life. Hallelujah. It's his ownership over my life. So I depend upon hearing what he wants. 
Whatever he does not want, I don't want it. Now, let me tell you something. The best life that you can have is not desiring what God doesn't have for you. Just pray like this. Lord, whatever you want for me, that's what I want. I don't want anything you don't want for me. Because whatever the Lord does not want for you and you want it, if you get it, it's a disaster. <laughs> it's true. Whatever you desire from God that he does not want to give it to you is a disaster. Your vision, and I'm almost done here, and we're going to pray. Your vision, your vision comes from the presence of God. That's where you find your vision. That's where you find purpose. That's where you find your value. Do you know why you, do you want to, how many, how many, how many want to break completely uh, low self-esteem? How many want to break that completely? You eradicate that. You know where you, where you break that? By knowing your value with the Father. When I know my value at the Father, I, I mean, I'm telling you, man, jealousy, comparison, it's over. Oh, but so-and-so is doing this and blah, blah. It's I mean, praise the Lord. God bless him. God bless him. God bless her. You need to appreciate what God has for your life and the value you have before him. That's why, you know, when Jesus was baptized, what happened? The heavens were open. What happened? The spirit came as a dove. And, and what did the father say? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Now let me tell you something. By that time, Jesus had done no miracles. Jesus had not cast out devils. He had not started his earthly ministry. But even then, the father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. That means that your value is not based on your performance. Come on, somebody. Your value is not based on your performance as a Christian. Your value is not based on how well you speak, if you preach, if you teach, if you prophesy, if you heal the sick. Your value is not based on that. Your identity, your value is based in the heart of the Father and what He speaks over you. And when you find out your value, then you place yourself to know your vision. But you need to know your value. Hallelujah. And God is speaking over you today and says, this is my son. This is my daughter in whom I'm well pleased. I don't love you because of what you do. I love you because of who I created you to be and who you are. Hallelujah. Come on, how many can testify to that? And then when you know that, low self-esteem is going to be gone. It's going to be gone. I'm loved by my Father. He's pleased with me. He loves me. Hallelujah. Not because if I preach good, if I teach good, or if I do this, or if I prophesy. No, He loves me because of who I am. Hallelujah. Who I am. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Your value is not based on your performance. Tell your neighbor that. Your value... Is not based on your performance. If you understand that, if you understand that, your life will be so much better. Because when you do great things, amen, praise the Lord for that. But for some reason, if you're not in the spotlight or if nobody's seeing you, my value is not based on these things. 
my value is based on who I am before him and he knows me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. We're going to continue next Sunday. Next Sunday, we'll talk about corporate vision. And I believe that, that God has something to spark on this house that we catch what God wants to do with our local community and with the world. And know this, every personal vision, it comes together with a corporate vision because we are not meant to live as island, in an island. God wants you to live in community. You and I were not born to live isolated. We were born to be, live in unity and live in community. Say, I am born to live in community. That's God's desire for you. He does not want, I mean, no one in the Bible was given a mandate and put it on an island where nobody lived and said, that's where you're going to live. No, the mandate always involved people. The mandate will always involve people. That's why, listen to me, God will never give you an anointing for nobody. There's always an anointing for you to minister to somebody, for you to touch someone's life, for you to pray for somebody. There's, that, is in, that involvement is always there. You know why? Because God desires you to live in community. Everything in the Bible read about forgive your brother, love your brother, um, feed the hungry, um, help the poor. Every commandment of the Bible involves other people. When you think you can live your Christian life, oh no, I'm going to pray at home. No, you don't. I'm going to read the Bible at home. No, you don't. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be, be, be living my life, you know, be, between me and, me and God. No, God wants you to have that, yes. But God wants you to be in community as well because that's how we learn how to apply what the Bible says. It's with others. Stand your feet right now. Vision will give you direction. That's the power of vision. And next Sunday, we're going to be talking about corporate vision. Next Sunday, we're going to be talking about how we can partner with God. Partner with God. Somebody. And I want to pray for you for a sense of purpose and direction for your life. How many need direction in your life? Raise your hand. I'm going to pray for direction to come. I'm going to pray for, the, for the, 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 the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We have seen, even in this church, I've shared about, you know, Miku is here. I've shared about, she, she shared the other Sunday about weeks ago. How during COVID she was going through a hard time. But God gave her instruction. And even used us to, to spark into her instruction to open up her business. And when she stepped out in faith and opened up, the blessing of the Lord came upon her when she obeyed what the Lord wanted her to do. You know, you know what a corporate group of people will do that is anointed by God? It will spark vision for your personal life. You will find personal vision in the corporate setting that is anointed. The anointing will produce vision. The anointing will inspire. The anointing will guide. The anointing will lead. And, and, and she is, she's got her own business. What happened? She was in the anointing. She was praying and she was believing the Lord. The Lord gave her direction. It is in the presence of God that you find direction. There's no other place. 
There's no magic. There's no trick that you can do to know your direction. It is in the presence of God. But the secret is obey what he tells you to do. Don't do your own thing. You know, that's what I'm going to do. No, yeah, really? Really? What is God telling you? God speaks through many different ways, but, but listen to what he's saying. I want to pray. I want to pray for, for, for those who are online. I'm going to pray for, for the church here as well. I'm going to dismiss the broadcast in just a bit. I'm going to pray for you specifically. I want to, you know what I'm, my prayer is? God impregnate them with vision for their personal life. God, give them vision for the next five years. Give them vision for the next 10 years. Give them purpose. Give them then dreams. Give them uh, vision, understanding. Don't allow them to be limited by physical sight because physical sight can go, only go as far. But vision will take you, hallelujah, farther and farther because vision is God seeing before. Hallelujah. Physical sight is just limited to this. I'm, I, I'm very limited by my physical sight. Look at this. And I got very good sight. But even with very good sight, I'm limited to just seeing you right now. That's it. And even, even for, to see good, I have to turn. That's how limited we are. Even with good sight. I got 20-20 vision. Praise the Lord. But I'm limited because I can only see as far. But when I have a vision... I can see with my heart many, many people. I can see an army being raised up. Hallelujah. Here in Richmond, Virginia, I can see an army of believers. I can see an army of people who will make a difference. I can see people coming through these doors and being healed and being delivered and being inspired and being transformed by the Word of God. Because that's what vision does. Vision will come in your heart and will show you things that your physical sight cannot see. Come on. How many need God's vision? Amen. Whew, those who are watching online, I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every, every member of, of this church that is, that, is, that is watching in the different nation. Father, I pray that you impregnate them with vision. Make them pregnant with, with your vision for their lives. Give them purpose. Give them, give them a meaning. Give them a sense of purpose and accomplishment that is only found in your presence, Father. I pray that you break every barrier that, that they cannot listen. That break every stronghold, Father. I pray that they will find vision in your presence, Lord. And I pray that they will pursue that vision that comes from the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Father God. Bless your people. Anoint them. Those who are in Finland, those who are in, in, in Norway, those who are in Brazil anoint them afresh today God in the wonderful name of Jesus amen hallelujah if you're watching if you're new to the, this channel that you're watching make sure you subscribe to it so that you can watch next Sunday and the following broadcast amen don't forget to subscribe we love you God bless you thanks for listening to our podcast we encourage you to share with your friends the Ministry of World Evangelism in the Nations and Building of the Local Church is made possible by generous contributions of friends and partners. We highly encourage you to give a love offering or partner with us monthly at www.revivalexplosion.com. Please send us your prayer request to office at revivalexplosion.com. Stay tuned for upcoming podcasts. God bless you.